What's your story? This is Regis Rubro Prograde, WBC two-time world champion, and this is my story. Okay, so tell the world actually, I mean, where you from? From New Orleans, from New Orleans, Louisiana, from the um, New Orleans East. So growing up in New Orleans East, like tell the world on the how it was, actually for you, I'm growing up. Right, right. Um, right. So right now, you know, given I'm gonna tell people what it is right now, then we go back to it. Right now, like New Orleans East, probably one of the worst in the city. You know what I'm saying? In New Orleans, gonna jump on that. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans East, one of the worst in the city. Right, one of the worst parts in the city. New Orleans right now, we doing bad right now. We one of the worst in the country. You know what I'm saying? For murder wise, but so going back to it. New Orleans East growing up, it wasn't it wasn't that bad as it is right now. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, but um obviously still New Orleans, you know, and like me, bro, like we really for me I grew up like on the streets and stuff with my partners and all that. Like just just being on the street, having for my partners, like, you know, just playing around, going to the park, being with friends all the time, chasing girls. That's kinda what we did, bro. Um, you know, fighting a lot. That's and for me, bro, like when I fought like I like to fight. Like, I always just like to fight and stuff like that. Um, I didn't even have to be mad to fight. Like, when I fight, like, when I fight and stuff, like, I kind of, like, I always like to fight. I can be happy when I fight and stuff like that. But, like, growing up, like, growing up in New Orleans, period, you just, you kind of got to know how to fight. You got to know how to rip or you got to know how to fight. Talk talk about people what they, not, we used to go, we call it ribbon, but... Um, they, they call it roasting now. Nah, they call it roasting and stuff like that. But you know, like that's what you gotta know how to do coming up here. Sometimes you gotta actually know how to do both. You got yeah, you know how to do both. I know how to do both of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you gotta do you know you gotta know how to do both of them. So um, coming from here, that's just that's our culture, bro. Like we just you know we have a lot of fun. We rib and you know you gonna rib people and stuff and you know and then when you when you get the ribbon, sometimes it get a little more personal, you know. And then after that, somebody feel play and then they wanna fight and so. You know that's kind of how you know, that's kind of how we grew up. But yeah, like I grew up, my partners like like I'm saying, playing sport. We played everything, bro: football, basketball. You know, I ran track a little while. Um, my sister played basketball, baseball. You know, just all kinds of stuff, bro. But just you know, for me, just enjoying and just having fun with my people. And you know, we was all like close like that. Um, and you know, just running around the street, bro. Gotcha. So being from New Orleans and actually becoming one boxer, like you know. Like, like boxing wasn't something really promoted in New Orleans like that. Like, yeah. like in Baltimore and different Philly and stuff. You know, like they got a lot of gyms and like kind of take kids off the street. So right. like, for yourself, actually, mm-hmm. what like kind of, and like what kind of actually like directed you? Yeah, on, like towards you know towards boxing. boxing. So, so what I did early when I was younger, bro, like way younger, I did karate. My daddy put me in karate. So my daddy, you know, he said he always wanted me to like be able to defend myself. So he put me in karate and stuff like that. And um. Karate just wasn't rough enough for me, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I was sparring in karate, and, like, I, I stopped kicking. Like, I used to just use my hands in karate. Uh, with, I, ain't, I ain't never liked to kick nobody in karate. I just liked to fight. I just like to use my hands. And I remember one time I, I, I was fighting in karate, and um I really hurt somebody. Like, I really, like, hurt him. And the the, the, the sensei, he was like, bro, that's a, like, he told my dad, like, he can't he can't do this no more. You know, he need to go boxing, or he need to go eat. I like to be rough, so he he was like, you need to go boxing, I'll go play football. So, at the time, I didn't know about boxing. So, what I did, I went to go play football, and um, still was fighting in the gloves and I with my partners on the street, but I never went to a boxing gym. And, um, like, so really how I got into boxing, like, same thing, trying to, you know, like like to be rough and, 
you know, like to fight and all that stuff. But like one one night I was watching like um, TV, I think it was like ESPN Classic, and I was watching uh, Mike Tyson. Like I was like 13, 14. I was like, damn, I want I want to be like this dude right here. And um, after that, it was just kind of, I didn't start boxing after that, but it was kind of something on my head. It was like, damn, I want to do this. So, you know, I think we, I went and bought some gloves from Walmart. And uh, me and my partners just started getting the gloves every now and then. And I just, like, loved it. I really, like, you know, I like this. But just like you said, like, in New Orleans, we not, it's not promoted here. Like, we don't have that, that, um, that platform here. You know what I'm saying? Like, up north in New York, you know, in New York is big. The Golden Gloves is like huge out there. You win a, you win a, a state Golden Glove, like you damn near national champion out there. You know what I'm saying? Texas is is huge out there. You got the Mexican kids and like these these dudes is animals out there. Um, Philly, um, you know, Florida, California, like these, like they known for boxing. Like New Orleans, we just not known for boxing. So, you know, for me, I really never had that. That person to like kind of look up to, you know what I'm saying? Like they had a dude named Pimp. I don't know if you know a dude named Pimp. Long, long time ago, he they say he was a boxer, and that, you know everybody kind of east. from the east. Yeah, Pimp. Boy. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, man, Pimp a boxer and all that. Like, and I heard he wasn't even a real boxer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They say he was a boxer, but they, I heard he wasn't a real boxer. But you know, I was just like, I wanted to be. Like for me, when I started, bro, I just wanted to be that dude from New Orleans and boxing. And you know, I kept going, and like I like I, I didn't even think I'd get to this point. Like I'm a two I'm a two time WBC world champion. You know what I'm saying? Like I just wanted to be when I first started. I just wanted to be like the fighter from New Orleans, and I just for me, I just I took off with it, bro. And um, now nah, I'm here. Yeah, but you wanted to put up New Orleans on your back. I yeah, I wanted to put New Orleans on my back for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. I mean, you know, I I still like everybody know I'm you know what I'm saying New Orleans. I've been living in Texas, you know. I I mean. I've been living in Texas since Hurricane Katrina. You know, I've been I've been out there, but I'm always back and forth. I actually own more properties here than I got in Texas. You know what I'm saying? I got my primary house and my kids go to school in Texas, but most of my stuff is here. So, so yeah, bro. Um, I just, like I said, man, I always rep my city, bro. I love our city. And what people don't realize, bro, is like, I've been I've been a lot of places. I mean, I could really say I've been all over the world, and there's really no city like this city. Like, it's really, really no city like this city, bro. That's like the people here, the culture. Like, we got so much stuff intertwined. The only city I can com almost compare it to is like my my wife from um, Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, and it that's kind of culturally like it, it's it's so much. It's a lot of mix, and we the same thing, you know. It's it's but it's, it's gumbo. It's like a gumbo, yeah. Like, but just the people, how the people look, how the people talk, how the people act, and just the whole culture. Like, you know, here we just—it it really is, bro. It's all mixed, and I just love being from here, bro. Like, I just—I I love being from New Orleans. Gotcha. So you say, you know, if you started off actually, I'm like boxing all your friends. So yeah, actually beating all your friends up at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm whooping them. <laughs> I whooping them. Yeah, at first. If you ain't had no friend, go come and say, man, I had to whoop him. Uh, it, it, it probably did before, you know what I'm saying? Before, and then after that, like, you know, cause we used to wrestle and all that stuff. And then, um, once I, once I start getting on them, once I start getting on the ground, my feet on the ground with them hands, that was it. They couldn't touch me. No Ooh, my partners know. They, they, my partners know, dog. Once them hands came up, that was a wrap. I just, I just, and like I said, bro, I always, I just like to fight, bro. Like, I could be happy and fight. That's just what I really just love to do. All right. And like, also growing from, growing up in New Orleans and, and actually being red, you know, they, if people you try to get, test yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and look, bro, I think that's another thing, bro. Being red, like, they, like, you looked at as being, you know what I'm saying? You looked at as being on the soft side. And so, me, boy. one, a pretty boy. And for me, bro, I never wanted to be a pretty boy, bro. Like, 
Like, that's something I just never wanted to be in my whole life, bro. I never want to be considered no pretty boy, red, little pretty boy, nothing like that. I ain't. So, that's why I always took, like, the more, like, rough approach and stuff like that. I always, I always wanted to be, like, the roughneck, basically. Okay. So, you know, bring it back. 2005. I mean, how old? Actually, I mean, how old were you? I was 16. Oh, so, you West actually Florida. graduated in Texas. I graduated in Texas. Yeah, I went to five high schools. Okay. So I went to um, I went to thirty five here. I went thirty five for two years. Then I went to Reed right before the storm hit, and then after that I went to Texas. Then I came back here. I went to Slidell for like two months or something like that, two three months, and then I went back to Texas and graduated out there. Gotcha. So, so, and so let's bring Hurricane Katrina up. Like, yeah. if how it was for you, like you know, because everybody got these different stories. Some people got rescued. Some people yeah. had to catch a bus. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, so for me, bro, like they so. If people don't know the history of New Orleans, we had, in 1960-something, they had Hurricane Betsy. So Hurricane Betsy was kind of like Katrina, but it wasn't worse than Katrina. And we, you know, in New Orleans, if people don't know, bro, like, um, for it's all the time people always say it's a it's a storm threat. It's going to be a bad one. It's going to be a bad one. So what happened, I think, like, two or three years before that, like every, cause we got hurricane season out here. Every August, September, whatever, it's hurricane season. So every time they say the the mayor get on TV and it was it was Ray Nagin at the time. He was, he'll get on and say, "Man, it's gonna be bad. You gotta get out of here." So everybody go spend their money. They go get gas. They go go get food, and it'd be a little wind. You know what I'm saying? A few windows broken. So you know we wasn't about to go nowhere. Um, but then Ray Nagin said, "Look, it's gonna be worse than Hurricane Betsy, which happened in my grandma them day." And my grandma was like, "Listen, if it's gonna be like that." We got to go. Because she remember, she, they was on boats and stuff like that back in the day. So um, she was like, listen, if it's going to be like that, we got to go. So we got out of here a day. We got out of here a day before. It was just me. At the time, I know my daddy was at. I know my mom was at. Um, it was just me, my grandma, my my little sister, and uh, some cousins. And we, we drove all the way to Texas. Gotcha. And, you know, they're speaking of them hurricanes. But they had a, the hurricane was actually supposed to come before Katrina. It's called Hurricane George. Yeah. And like a year before, it was supposed to be bad. Had the people in traffic. So the people like, I ain't going nowhere. Right. That, and <laughs> I think we was... I don't know if we left or nothing like that, but I, yeah, it was something like that. I, I think we left, but we didn't go to Texas. We went somewhere. We went somewhere a little closer, or something like right. that. But yeah, it was. You're right. That's what happened. And every so everybody year, like I ain't going. Yeah, it was like man, you can't keep fooling me. You know what I'm saying? But then they said, like I said, Ray Nagel was like, "Bro, it's gonna be a like hurricane, Betsy." So my grandma was like, "They remember that they was on, like I said, they was on boats and shit." Right. So it was like we people got get like New Orleans like in poverty. So like if you got people. Evacuating, going to your hotel and stuff, and like a hurricane hit, you're like, man, I'm not trying to go spend no money for no reason. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you know, and we was, you know, we was kind of the same boat. So you know, we we went to Texas, bro, and I remember, <clears throat> I remember we just was like, it was lines. I remember just standing in lines for like three weeks, bro, like just all line for FEMA and for hotels and for all that. Like we was living in the hotel for a long time. We um we had some family friends. We lived in a like uh. Uh, basement or something like not a basement here they ain't, in Texas they ain't got basements but in the garage we was living in there hotels like you know we we did a like we were just it was just a bunch of lines bro just standing in lines for a long long time gotcha. so move from New Orleans to Texas like mm -hmm. explain able the total of my culture shock because it's like like it, it yeah. changed your mind because because for me for Hurricane Katrina and I went to McDonald's in Texas I'm like I never saw all like Mexicans work at, at McDonald's. Like, I don't know if I trust the either. Yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, bro, it was definitely a culture shock, bro. So I went to, I graduated from a school called Westside, and I really didn't want to go. Like, at the time, I was, um, 
I was in Slide before I went back to Texas, I was in um Slide Out High. And I love Slide Out High. Like when I went to Slide Out, bro, I just I loved it out there. I was um I was having Google fun out there. My people was out there, my partners. I had Google girls out there. So I just for me, bro, I just I love being um I had just love being out there in Slide Out. So when I went back, when I went to um when I went to West Side, it was just like a big it was like a big time culture shock to where um <clears throat> Yeah, it was a big, it was just a big time, it was a big time culture shock, dog, to what, like, I, it was like the Disney Channel, you know what I'm saying, type of thing, like, we, we, we grew up watching the Disney Channel and all that stuff, and you see their high schools and how it is, it's mixed, and you got so many different people, so many different races and all that type of stuff, and you see that, and you don't think that's real, because coming from here, it's, it's really not that real, you know, we don't see that, like, for us, it's like black and white, you know what I'm saying, that's it, it's like, we got Creole, it's black and white, but then you got Creole stuff like that out there, bro. I'm going to school with people from places I don't even know existed. You know what I'm saying? Little islands way out in the Caribbean, and all that type of stuff, bro. I'm going to school with them type of people. So, yeah, bro. It was a it, for me. It was a it was a big time culture shock going to um going to Texas for sure. So growing up, like for for actually becoming a boxer, I'm like who if who actually I'm like influenced you. Um, what well, growing up like. Like watching boxing as well. It was watching, so watching boxing, it was um like the Tyson thing. The first person I ever saw was Arturo God. That was the first person I ever saw fight. Rest in peace, Arturo God. But I saw him fight on TV. Um, then I started watching Tyson. But um, then I went to Savannah Boxing Gym out there in Houston, and bro, I was just around all these like fire ass fighters. You know what I'm saying? Holyfield is the you know, I was training next to him. Um, it was Laura, it was Lindy Laura at the time, Rigandial. Um, Raul Marquez, Juan Diaz, Juan Diaz like a three-time world champion. Just being around all these dudes in Texas, it was just like that shit just changed my mind. Like, bro, I can, like, I really can do this too. Cause these dudes just human, just like me. You know what I'm saying? They just put in, they was just focused. They put in a lot of hard work, and I was like, man, I can, you know, I can do this too. And um, that's really what I think. That's like I had levels to my success, but I, that was really one of the like the 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 foundations uh, because I saw that and I just. Like, when you see that, you you see, like like I said, bro, I'm, when I was, like, 19, bro, I'm training next to Holyfield. Bro, I'm hitting the bag in Holyfield right here, hitting the bag next to me. And you talk about Holyfield. Holyfield, somebody made, like, $500 million, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I'm hitting the bag next to this man. So I'm like, damn, like, if he could do it, I can do it. And so that really made me, like, really, like, believe in myself for real. Gotcha. And so tell the world, actually, 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 I'm like, what's my average day like for you? Uh, well, so right now I'm not in training camp. I don't got no fight coming up. So right now I would train like probably like once a day. But training, I'm pretty sure people want to know about training camp. Training camp wise, bro, I train. It's really like I, so. That's two training camp is like two months, and literally my whole day is based around like boxing. Damn near based around boxing. So I train three times a day every single well every single day except Sunday. I don't train on Sundays. I just rest and um wake up. In the morning, wake up probably like around nine, something like that. Get to the gym about ten, start sparring, whatever. Um, train over there. Then I go back home. I train for about uh, two and a half, three hours or something like that. Then I go back home. I probably um like eat always eat. Then I'll take a nap. I got and I live off naps. I gotta take naps every single day when I'm in training camp. So I um eat, then take a nap. Then I wake up. Um, usually when my kids get home from school. And my, my kids be having some things to do, sometimes practice and all that stuff. I might take them to the practice. And then after that, um, I'll, like I said, train again. And then 
I, after I wait a little while, then I train again after that. And then that's really my day, bro. It really be, training can't be hard because it, it's like, it's your whole day. That's it. It's like literally my whole day is just based around boxing. Like I have to, I got to keep my sanity because when I have to, how I keep my sanity is, is like you got personal wins every day. Like little small personal wins. A personal win to me might be bringing my son to soccer practice, bringing my daughter to gymnastics. That's like something that's, it's not boxing. It's not boxing related. Um, you know, and I can just enjoy it. Me and my me and my wife will watch episodes or something. You know, we'll watch some TV and stuff like that. Maybe go play basketball with my son. That's like little personal wins for me because, like I said, boxing is just when I'm in training camp, bro. It's, it's literally just all day long, you know. And and still, and then I gotta watch it too. I'll be studying. I watch boxing, so it's just it's all day long for me, bro. When I'm in training camp. Gotcha. So like, hey, when I heard that you said, you know, if you love your city. You know, if you have property here, like, so like, do you ever plan on like opening an opening an actually 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 up one on gym? Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what I'm gonna do, bro. I'm a, um, what I want to do. So, like I said, I've been I've been in Texas, you know, for a while. Um, I always come back home, but I've been in Texas for a while. So what I want to do is um, eventually one day come back here, open up a gym, and I want to find the next me, bro. Or else, guess what? Somebody even better than me, cause. The thing, New Orleans got the talent. You know what I'm saying? They just, uh, like, a lot of people here don't got that mindset that to just keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, people might think that I just woke up and did this. But, like, bro, I've been, I've been pro for 10 years already. You know what I'm saying? I've been I've been fighting for a long time now. So, and it's just all them years of just sacrifice. sacrifice. It's just so much sacrifice I did. One of the biggest sacrifices I have is not moving back home. That's it. Like, I love it here, bro. When I'm when I'm here, I, I really don't want to leave. I'm If I had... For me, bro, if I had a house, I tell him, I tell my wife and stuff like, listen, if I had a house here, like I got in Texas, bro, I wouldn't want to leave for real. Like I really wouldn't want to leave and stuff like that. But um, yeah, bro, that's what I want to. I want to. One day I do want to open up a gym. I want to open up a boxing gym, and I want to show the kids, like you know, show show the people and the kids or whatever, like all the stuff that I know, you know, all the stuff that I learned, how to, how to really get this and not, not just like, not just on the technical side, but on the mentality side, like how your mentality to, to push forward, to be in a position I got to be, it's a mentality, you know? Um, so yeah, bro, that's what I want to do. So I'm like, out of all your, I'm like boxing matches and like, which one do you actually, I'm like, actually, I'm like, remember the most. The Josh Taylor one for sure. The, well, my last fight was real memorable. My last, it was it was a few of them, probably like three. Um, the first time was when I won the championship for the first time. I fought, I fought. Well, four, 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 four. So, the first one, two thousand eighteen, when I fought here. Um, I fought here. I brought and I told. I keep telling people. I told. I like, bro. I'm gonna bring big time boxing back to New Orleans, and I did it. You know, single handedly, bro. I brought big time boxing back to New Orleans. I did. The, we did a lakefront arena. We did a nice gate. It was about four thousand people in there. Um, we had ESPN there. It was just a lot of hype, bro. I brought a celebrity, all the celebrities out, bro, in the city. Um, it was for me that was like that was fire, bro. That was that was super fire. That was very a very very memorable night. It wasn't my best night as boxing, boxing wise, but it was as far as for the city and stuff. Like that was super memorable. Um, I I mean, I always remember that fight. Then after that, a few fights later, I became a world champion. I became a world champion in my home state. I didn't. I didn't laugh yet. So um, you know, I became world champion, number one in the world. Then after that, the fight right after that, I lost my belt. I went to. I went to the UK. I fought Josh Taylor over there in in the UK. Um, 
you know, and like I said, lost the belt. It was a close fight. I still thought I won, but they it was a, it's still a loss on my record and stuff like that. That was a memorable one, you know, because you never forget your losses. And then uh, my my last fight, bro, I became a two-time world champion. Um, I beat Killer. I beat a dude named Jose Zapata, which was a, a monster, bro, knocking people out, um, putting people to sleep. And, you know, I went and I knocked him out and became a two-time world champion. And right now, I'm back to being number one in the world. So, uh, yeah, I had a few memorable fights. So, like, being a boxer and all, tell us what... Tell us what do you actually I'm like enjoy most about it, and, and tell us what do you actually I'm like actually I'm like actually actually don't like about it. Um, what I don't like about it is the schedule, um, my schedule and stuff like that. Like you can't I can't plan. Like say like if my people tell me man I want to go on vacation, and you know next year I can't do that because I don't know I don't know what my schedule will be like so I can't plan for nothing. So me I'm real I'm very sporadic. I can't really do nothing. I can't plan nothing. I always got to be like super sporadic on things. All my schedule got to be super sporadic. And uh, what I like about it, bro, to be honest, more than anything is just the respect thing. Like, I can go anywhere in the world, bro. They find out you're a boxer and they just like, people just look up to you. They respect you. They they feel you, you know. So I kind of, for me, that's, I, I kind of, I, I love that about it, bro. The respect thing. I feel, I don't know why, bro. I just feel, um, I feel safe everywhere I go. Just because I know I can defend myself and stuff like that. So I think that's that's something that, you know, I, I like about, you know, being a boxer. Gotcha. So has there ever been one point, I'm like, when you just want to give up? No, no. Okay. Boxing, no. You love it. <laughs> no, no, I love it, bro. I, I really love boxing, bro. It never been a point ever that I wanted to give up, bro. Um, If, if people don't know, I, I came up with a real, real hard route in this boxing stuff. So... Um, what I had to do is, um, I, I fought for like a dollar before, bro. My first like 10 fights, I fought for like a dollar, like four or five times. Like you know? $1 bill? One, it's a $1, they give you a check because they got, they can't, it can't be for free. So they got to pay you. So it's like one, they give you $1. I still got the checks framed, bro. So, and, um, that was like real hard because I had to work. I had to still do all the stuff I'm doing right now and I still had to pay bills. And I never had a manager that was just giving me money and stuff like that at first. So, you know, I had to. For me, bro, I just had to I had to grind it out. And um I used to work and my wife used to work and you know, had to pay bills and still gotta go train and still gotta do all the stuff you gotta do. So that was hard, but um I never thought about giving up. N never, never thought about giving up. Gotcha. So, far as being like a professional boxer, actually I'm like, what's your I'm like end goals? Man, my goals keep changing, bro. Honestly. Um I, right right now it's really no I just wanna keep winning, keep being the best. Um just keep elevating. You know what I'm saying? It's no for me I can't really see no end goal right now. Um because I can I have like right now back number one in the world, W WBC champion two times. So what I can do is I can get the big fights. I can go for the big fights, the big money fights, or I can go for get all the belts undisputed. So I don't really know which route I'm gonna really go right now. If I'm gonna go just get all the big fights and or if I just, you know, go for, get all the belts. But if I feel like, bro, if I feel like if I get all the belts, what is there going to be left to do? You know what I'm saying? If I, I don't know. So that's why I think I'm going to just get the, I'm going to go for the big fights, right? The big money fights. And then maybe towards, if I think towards the end of my career, when I feel like I'm about to hang it up, then I think I'll go ahead. I'll be like, all right, this is my goal. I'm going to just go grab all the belts. But right now, if I grab all the belts right now, then I'll, like, I don't know what, what's going to be next for me. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to get bored. 
Exactly, because I got everything. It's like I literally have all everything. So right now, I want to. I think I kind of want to save that right now. I want to get, you know, I, I grab a lot of money, and then after that, you know, then go ahead and grab all the belts. Gotcha. So, I'm like, what's your advice? I'm to one. What's your advice? I'm to one. I'm a younger kid right now that's mm-hmm. actually watching this interview, and they're just trying to follow. I'm like, behind you. Um. So, I mean, for if they trying to box, bro, first off, I, I tell all the kids when I go to gyms, listen, this sport is hard. Like, don't, like, you can't BS with this sport, bro. Like, this sport is hard, but people die in a boxing ring. Like, you can't, you, you got to take this serious all the time. And what I tell everybody, too, is, like, you got to be, like, you got to be 10 toes in. You got to be 100% in. You can't be, um... Like, this comes before everything. And if people don't, like, I tell people examples. Like, my I missed my son's birthday, like, two, three years or something like that because I had fights. Um, it's just, this comes before everything, bro. This, for me, like, boxing got to come before everything. Before before your day starts, bro, you got to think about boxing. And, um, shit, you got to think about when you're going to sleep, too. This is, like, it just got, it's, it's serious. It's a real serious thing. So, tell us, actually... Actually, I'm like, what's next for you? Do you plan on opening up any businesses? Mm-hmm. Like, starting a clothing line? If it's your boxing line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right now, I, I just do real estate, bro. I got, I be doing real estate here. Um, and now I, I think I got enough stuff here to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I think now I wanna, um, I'm gonna start venturing out. Like something I really, really want now is like a fire vacation home. That's something I want. So I don't know where I'm gonna do that yet. But as far as business wise. I don't know, bro. I, I mean, I let my people, um, I let my people just decide on that stuff. Things sometimes things just fall in my lap, bro. Like things just, I be talking to people and they just come in my lap and stuff like that. But as far as my own stuff, bro, I, I focus. For me, I focus a lot on real estate. I like real estate. I just and it's not even because of the money thing. I just like, I like to, I love to travel. First off, I love, I love to travel. I love to go places. But when I like to travel, I like to go places and stay there for like a month, two months, or something like that. Maybe not two, but like. A month for sure. I like to stay places and I want to like have like the, all the places I like to go. I want to have a house there so I can just go there whenever I want. So that's kind of why I like real estate. So that's that's probably what I'll be, you know, like I said, a vacation home or something in L.A. or something like that next. But nice. we'll see. And also, uh, but last but not least, tell everyone actually, I'm like, what can they find you on social media? It's just everywhere. Um, social media, um, Instagram at Regis Progray, Twitter at our program well i think our program 124 something like that our our program our program on twitter and that's the real thing I, and definitely got the youtube bro you definitely got to check out the youtube the youtube is um we we put like a lot of vlogs out there and stuff like that so the the it's just i think you type in regis program the rural life tv regis program and that's right yeah rural life tv regis program and you'll see the the youtube stuff what's your story Nolazine, make him scream. N O L A Z I N E. Make him S C R E A M scream. Nolazine, make him scream. You heard me.